This episode of Manage Smarter is presented by Sales Fuel Consulting, leading experts for assessing and transforming management, sales, culture, and team performance. Learn more at salesfuel.com. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast, everyone. If you're visiting us again, thank you for coming back. I'm Audrey Strong, Director of Communications for Sales Fuel. And if you're new, we're really glad you're here. And if you're not new, we're also really glad you came back. I'm Lee Smith. I am the President and CEO of Sales Fuel. And Michelle Villalobos is at our table today. She is an amazing woman that has a lot of wisdom to share. Michelle, thank you for coming. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to be here. For those of you who don't know Michelle, she teaches individuals how to build personal brands that help them get ahead. She is a professional speaker. Um, programs have been delivered 140,000 people worldwide, virtually and in person. Um, also, uh, she teaches professionals about personal branding. If you've been wondering about, you know, what do I, what do I want to put out there? Who am I? Why am I here? Isn't that the Admiral We're dating ourselves. <laughs> but how to position and promote themselves to get ahead? And you know, really, I know a lot of your um, teaching is specifically to women, Michelle, but really um, a, a lot of this can be for, for all of our audience listening. Um, if you're a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, and you're looking for a makeover to get your business to the next level, Michelle is your gal. She is also, I want to add, a fellow podcast and show on the C-Suite Radio Network, c-suitenetwork.com and c-suiteradio.com. Her podcast is called Awaken Your Inner Superstar. Michelle, welcome. Thank you. So I appreciate Audrey, it. Audrey and I flipped the coin before the podcast recording started or whatever. <laughs> and so I get to make the first Molly Shannon reference of the day. <laughs> so uh-huh. yeah. yes. <laughs> so mm-hmm. tell me about your podcast. What's it all about? All right. So, well, and, and one thing you, you mentioned, I, I did start this business 11 years ago and focused in on women. And what has been evolving is this idea of a superstar instead, not instead of, but kind of in addition to. So, you know, we don't say it's just women anymore. It's more like it's a type of person who is a superstar. And a superstar is someone who I like to say cultivates influence and generates income to make an impact. And so by and large, women are who get drawn to that message with us. And that's the whole purpose of the podcast. It's to help people awaken that part of them that wants to contribute, that wants to serve, that wants to be a leader and teaches them kind of business strategy and tactics to go along with that. So there's the mindset piece of just waking up to your potential and to the possibility of the impact you can make and that desire. And then also, all right, here's how you can go and actually do that in a way that's sustainable, that you know, supports your lifestyle, that generates revenues uh, without you sacrificing those things. You think everybody has some of that in them? I do. I do. And I believe that it starts with your gifts, your natural gifts and strengths and passions and talents and interests. And that's sort of, you know, that's really where the work we do starts. You know, people come and they say, oh, I want an amazing personal brand. I want to build a business and I want to do all these things. And a lot of times that comes from a belief system that's rooted in 
you know, for example, let me, let me give an example. Like with me, all that achievement that I wanted, all the things that I wanted in my life, the titles, and the, it all came from being rooted in a, in a very success and achievement oriented family and culture. And what I realized as I got older was that's not what actually made me happy. I was trying to do those things to get the things that made me happy, which were acknowledgement, approval, love, belonging, right? And so what we do with people, and my philosophy is centered on start with what you really want. Like what is it that makes you feel whole and happy and fulfilled? And most of the time when we move into a space of growth and contribution, this is something Tony Robbins talks about, a lot of people talk about, but when we move toward more growth, more contribution and move away from focusing on the financial gains and moving away from focusing on the success and the ego achievements, all that stuff ends up following anyways because we're adding value. And when we add value to people, to clients, to the world, the world will, will, will respond by compensating us. So one of the people that learned from you, she said, I felt like I was in black and white. And then I met Michelle and I felt like I was in color. Oh. And you talk about a lack of confidence and a fear of rejection among maybe some of the people that are listening to us, leadership, C-suiters. Um, oh, I want to put myself out there. I'm not sure how to do that. And you talk about uh-oh moments and aha moments as part of the process to this self-discovery. Can you talk a little bit about what those are? Yeah. It could be. Yeah, well, so... It's so there's so much there's so much there. It's a very rich question. Uh, so one of the things that came up for me, and I, I, I you know, I kind of always figure stuff out for myself, and then I'm like, oh, I need to share this, right? And so in my life, what I found was that a lot of times when I made big shifts, especially when I made big shifts that made me better, um, it happened through a lot of pain. It happened through a major uh-oh moment, like a breakdown that led to a breakthrough. And I, you know, I've been talking to people about this. I've been listening and asking, and it turns out a lot of people have that same experience that like they have to have this massive breakdown have, they lose their job or their husband leaves them or their wife decides she no longer wants to, you know, uh, work anymore or whatever it is that like happens and it kind of shakes us to the core you know, we, that's how we often make change through, through pain. And so, you know, what I, one of the, th there's two things here. The first is like, we've, we've got to learn to embrace that uh-oh moment. And we've got to learn like the faster we can be in that moment and say, I know that this is going to be for my ultimate good. I know that if I choose to, I can grow from this experience. So that's the first piece is to, to recognize when you're in it, when you're in the uh-oh, okay, this is an opportunity. So that's part one. And then the second is how can I start making shifts in my life in a way that doesn't require all this pain and breakdown and all these uh-ohs? Like, so that's kind of two-pronged, you know, areas that I've focused on learning for myself and that I also, we, we help our clients with too. So um, one of the other questions that I wondered about was, <clears throat> why do I need a personal brand? I mean, I'm successful. I, what, what do I, why do I need that in the first place? That's even a more remedial question. I'm, I'm actually asking this in reverse, but uh, let's back up the bus a little bit. Um, so before I look for the aha moments or the uh oh moments, why do I need a personal brand? Yeah. Well, so if, what I found in, in my own business and with clients is that a lot of times we get into this very big like hustle mode. Hustle mode is where we're chasing clients, chasing gigs, chasing opportunities, networking, cold calling, outreach. And one of my mentors, Roger James Hamilton, who I did interview on my podcast, 
he calls it like he, he likens it. The analogy is to chasing a butterfly with a butterfly net. So you've got a net and you're running around and you're trying to catch the butterfly, right? And you expend a lot of energy and you might catch the butterfly and it might get away. And so it's, it's not a very fun, energy rich approach. And it tends to be just to add a whole nother layer of complexity to this, that approach to business that like hunting, going after, it tends to be more of a masculine style approach to business and it works and it's worked for thousands of years and that's wonderful and what we're talking about with branding especially is more of a shift in mentality to say building a butterfly garden Mm. Ah. where you plant the flowers that you know butterflies like you cultivate the garden you love on that garden you add beautiful things to it and you attract the butterflies and then you have an endless supply. And that's really not only a more graceful and easy approach to business and to lead generation and to business development. It's also a more feminine approach. We call it in our crew, we call it uh, one of our, one of our ladies in our crew named Nani Lea Diamond. She calls it the come to me approach Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as opposed to the going out often you know like chasing looking for trying hustling which we've all learned and which we know works and instead taking a more feminine come to me approach of building and nurturing the butterfly garden and allowing and receiving what's available well and to the guys in the audience like me uh you know jeffrey gittimer my friend uh in sales uh, he calls it value first. So it's the same, you know, it doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be a feminine or masculine thing or whatever. It's just really, I think it's more along the lines of being modern or traditional. Uh, it's certainly, I think well, it's more modern to, to be, uh, to attract people to you than it is to go chasing after them. Well, yeah, a hundred percent. And you're right. Like we don't have to talk about it as a masculine feminine thing. And when we do, we can also say like there's a very there's a need for more feminine energy everywhere among men among women all all over you know business has generally traditionally and it's changing it's more like you're saying it's modernizing um, but it used to be very command and control very hierarchical like the military like the government and now it's moving into these um more broad you know, open source models, sharing models, which if you think about it, if you do decide, okay, let's look at this in the lens of masculine feminine, the feminine is like generally traditionally, evolutionarily speaking, more of the nurturing, more of the community building, whereas the masculine is more of the building and the construction and the goal orientation and making stuff happen. And when you bring those together in balance, the result is very beautiful and it's, you know, you can create so much more when you have both. I mean, also, I think that traditionally or maybe stereotypically women are credited then for being uh, more open about sharing feelings and things of that nature. So they, yeah. you know, will get together and they, they will share food or drink or whatever. And they'll talk about stuff or whatever. And guys, basically a, a lot of guys, our stereotype is we try to avoid talking about stuff like that. So, well, and that's also cultural, you know, there, you know, I think that there's a real distinction between what's masculine and feminine in traditional cultural social models and what's what we call to get a little bit woo woo on you guys, what we call the divine masculine archetype and the divine feminine archetype, which is really sourced from our, from our, from our true nature many thousands of years ago before there was such a thing as a business or, you know, corporations or, you know, politics, right? There's like a, there's a masculine feminine essence. And then there's like what we've created 
masculine and feminine to be and what we believe it to be, which isn't necessarily 100% true. And all men aren't masculine, all females aren't feminine necessarily. That's so right. it's like, this is not a binary thing. But no. What, exactly. what, what, what you're selling is you through this personal brand. I would think you would be able to then uh, work uh, smarter, not harder, because as Lee says, people will buy from people that they like. And if I'm selling myself and you like me, I would think your referrals would go up, that it, the things would come to you, as you say, more easily. Is, is that what you yeah. found? Yeah, what we found is that when we take a more relaxed approach to business, and, and granted, most of our clients are women, but not all of them. And when we have all of them take this more like, quote unquote, feminine, come to me approach, we're like building the brand, adding the value first, nurturing clients, running sales as service. That's one of our key philosophies, sales as service, where our entire sales process is a service that we deliver for free that can help people move into our sales funnel. And, and even through the sales funnel, there's value there. So when we do these things and we relax into sort of allowing what's going to come to come, as opposed to like being on the garden every day and like, flower, grow, hurry up. Hurry up. I need you to grow faster, <laughs> right? Like really creating some space to, to receive and to, you know, that's what branding for us is all about. It's more about creating that beautiful garden and knowing that it's going to take time to cultivate and grow into what its fullest expression. And you could really argue that's a hell of a lot more efficient too. Yeah. Well, it's more fun because yeah. if, if we're only focused on the outcome, well then, yeah, you know, maybe the garden, it's like too much work right now for not enough reward. But if we're focused also on enjoying the process of building our business and being in love with the business as we're doing it, and as we're building it, this makes a lot more sense too. Enjoying so I, people. Yeah. I wanted to go back to the, the, the superstar idea because, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're male, female, whatever. It's like, if you want to be a superstar, right. you want to be a superstar. So that's right. What trait do all superstars have as their foundation? So before you can be a superstar, you have to have what? I would say alignment. Hmm. And specifically alignment with your there's kind of two directions that so alignment, if we think about it as a line, right? Like one line. So I think of it almost like coming from the ground all the way through our head. And so like from the ground, it's like the grounded place of alignment with our with our humanity like who we are our personality what we love to do what brings us joy what do we desire what do we want to experience in life like all that is sort of like the human part moving up into the more divine part of us which is like you know through our head and up it's like what's our highest self what's our purpose on this planet what's the legacy we want to leave what is the impact that we want to make right so all that comes through us and out of us to others right? So I think of alignment as aligning all those pieces, everything from the identity, which is the core piece, all the way up to like the, the purpose and the legacy and the impact, which, which eventually we got to talk about what's your business model, right? This is how it relates back to business. It's alignment. Like if your personality is someone who loves, like I do, to be with people and to be creative and to be creative with people, right? That's like the essence of me, right? If I'm stuck behind the computer all day doing mechanic-y stuff, that's out of alignment, right? And so that's gonna deplete my energy. I'm not gonna show up energy rich. People aren't gonna be attracted to my garden, so to speak. So for me, the, the, the core, core first piece is like, who are you really? What do you love to do? What are you great at? What is your magic? 
And then how can we create a business that aligns with that to achieve the outcomes that you want to achieve for both yourself and for the world? So do superstars hire superstars? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, you know, that's, that's kind of the whole idea, right? Creating this e ecosystem, I guess, or culture, community of superstars. Superstar garden. Say that again? Superstar garden. Yes, exactly. And then people are cross-pollinating, right? There's, yeah. there's cross-pollination among just all the Everybody just roll with it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Now, I know in terms of finding talent, you are um, a big uh, proponent, as SalesField is, of um, talent assessments. And those are, you do yeah. Myers-Briggs, right? Um, well, actually, I used to do Myers-Briggs. I don't actually use it that much anymore. I'm still certified, obviously, but we use two tests. We use StrengthsFinder and uh, Wealth Dynamics mm -hmm. um, up front. And we're about to add a superstar assessment that one of our superstar clients is developing for us. So what's the, uh, what's the first thing or the number one thing that gets in people's way you know, of becoming a superstar? Well, I would say first and foremost, the thing that gets in their way that they might not realize, so they might think that what's in their way is not enough time, not enough money, not enough clients. Like these are typical things, right? That people think. What I think it is, is that either they, they have a, a, a block with their brand. So their brand is not compelling and attractive, not bringing in those butterflies, or they have a bad business model that doesn't align specifically the business model that's the most depleting is like one-on-one -on -one professional service provider, you know, that, that sort of thing, that hustle hamster wheel where you're constantly sourcing a client and then delivering. So the, so the wrong brand, the wrong business model. And then the third piece is a mindset that doesn't support stepping into your greatest self. And that's, there's like a zillion things with mindset, oh, yeah. but that's just oh, yeah. one catch all category. That negative self-talk, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, with stories that we tell ourselves, belief systems, like there's just so much. There's so much there in the mindset piece. And that's why, you know, with the work we do, we lead with this business conversation. Like, yeah, we can help you with your brand. We can help you with your business model. But before we bring somebody into our full year program, we're really clear that like, listen, a big chunk of this program is we're going to work on your mindset. Because if we don't, none of this strategy is going to land or work. It's complicated. I mean, there are a lot of questions that you threw out there that I would, I don't know that I would even be able to answer today, especially because people are changing all the time too, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, getting to know yourself better is never a bad thing. And, and there's so no, much. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say there's, and there's so much, uh, so much negative influence out there. It's like, I mean, it used to be like, you know, you could fall asleep watching Johnny Carson or watching Letterman or something like that late night, you know, and have a few laughs or whatever. Now you watch late night TV and it just makes you angry. You know, so it's like, yeah. there's, there's a whole bunch of that negative stuff out there these days. That, that, well, that's why I gave it up. I don't watch TV. I don't watch the news. I don't read newspapers or magazines. Like I, I used to be a girl that had like stacks of magazines, like Cosmo and Elle and Vogue. I gave up oh. all of it wow. because I don't need oh. those messages reinforcing the wrong value system that doesn't align with who I am. And we didn't even talk about values, but that's a huge part of that alignment piece. Yeah. And that's not a Cosmo quiz. Those things are trash. <laughs> that's just my so, opinion <laughs> so michelle you have several wrapping things up you have several components to your business you're a speaker you have events can you go ahead and tell us what you have coming up in the next several months and um everybody yeah. at superstaractivator.com and on twitter she's mivy 
M-I-B-I. I love it. It's kind of like shorthand. Yes. <laughs> um, so the, the, what we have coming up, so what we do, our business model, which might be interesting for people to consider emulating. Cause I feel like our business model is magical. What we do is we do, we run three day retreats and in those three day retreats, we figure all this stuff out. So we figure out the brand messaging, the mission statement, the target audience, the packages you're going to sell, the pricing. We do all of that so that people leave with a business plan which I happen to have a background. I used to do business plans That's for great. people who have an MBA. I won the business plan competition for, for Miami Herald a few years ago, first place, yada, yada. So we, we get them there, which is what they, they think they need and want. And they, and they do need it. And then they also get a 90-day plan, which is even more important in my opinion, because it gives them clarity on what they're going to do over the next 90 days, the actions. Um, and, then we, and then from there, if, that, if they're a fit into the, in that three-day program and they get a lot of value and they want to keep working with us, we may invite them into our one-year program. That's our whole business model. So we have three of those retreats coming up. We have one in August, one in uh, September, and one in December. And we have a whole, we have six of them scheduled for 2019. So that's our core program. And then we also have, we do these kind of like workshops, one day events and webinars and things like that to just give, like I said, sales as service. We give a ton of value in all of those. And then people who are, interested in working with us, just sort of raise their hand and say, Hey, how do I work with you? Tell me what's next. So I, I would say if anybody is interested, the website's the best place to start and getting on our mailing list to know what's coming up. And then obviously listening to the podcast. Yeah. The, the, the podcast, you can get it on the C-suite radio network, or you can get it. Um, you've got your own website for the podcast, superstar activator, uh, superstar, the superstar podcast.com is the podcast. And yeah, yeah, the website is great. I went over there and saw all the events that are coming up. Um, so yeah, it's terrific. And follow Thank her on Twitter, please, everybody. Um, is it yeah. how you want and to connect contact? on Facebook? That's my favorite place to connect. Okay. I've got a, we've got a group there called Superstars Align and Activate. Hmm. So that's a great place to post questions for me. Like I'm pretty engaged there. I tell you, and the best way to, to connect is in person because I met you out in San Francisco or whatever. And it's like, you know, and, and you did have, you know, it's like there's somebody I wanted to talk to. I went up, I talked to you, whatever, and so easy to talk to, so friendly. And I think that, you know, if you get a chance to talk to Michelle in person, by, by all means, step up and do it. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, Michelle. Um, everybody, please subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend, share our podcast, ManageSmarter.com, all the episodes, ManageSmartPod on Twitter and SalesFuel, and obviously C-Suite Radio Network. Michelle, we're so proud to be on the network with you and to call you our friends. So thank you for being Yay! here. Me too. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. It was a great combo. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.